Hey there. Welcome to the Literary Escape Podcast. I'm your host, Becky, and I'm glad you're here today. Today, we're continuing our holiday season on the Literary Escapes Podcast, and I've got an author for you who's going to share one of her books, one of her holiday books. So let's jump right in. Today, I have author Carrie Evelyn with me. Welcome, Carrie. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I am happy to have you back. I've had you on two other times, and I absolutely adore talking to you. So thank you for joining me again. You're welcome. It's mutual. You're so easy to talk to. So tell us what kind of books that you write. I write sweet small town romance, and there's always an underlying theme of um, healing or getting yourself together or just just growing there's there's it's more than just your average sweet read um I absolutely like love um writing characters who are stuck and to get unstuck they have to challenge themselves and do something that they may not have thought of and that also requires the help of someone they're not really that interested in or maybe super interested in but they don't see it ever working out and together you know they grow in their person they grow in their faith they grow in their relationships and then they get on that path that is meant for them. And then everything is pretty smooth sailing to the happily ever after. And then, you know, after the happily ever after, you can imagine what happens to them. I don't like to write real life stuff. So exactly. that's why it's romance, not women's fiction. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's just beautiful love stories, falling in love, that feeling you get when it's all new and you're like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? I don't know. And then you decide, yes, I should. I do know. And it's just beautiful. I love that about romance me too, <laughs> and me I enjoy too. that about your books that there's, um, it, they're meaty. There's some Thank you. good lessons, good yes. um, experiences that people go through. Even the most ridiculous ones. ones. Yeah. Like, like love overrules the lawyer where we have a war between the puck wedgies and the cats. Um, <laughs> there is, there's a theme there and that is, you know, every day you've got to put on your armor and you've got to go out there and, and do things, but not be afraid to do things. Yeah. And, I like um, that. Yeah. And cheesecake can win a war, you know, just, just feed people, you know? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I like to be fed. <laughs> right. So oh. one of the things I wanted to hear from you is a favorite, since this is a holiday themed mm -hmm. month, um, what is a favorite holiday memory you have? Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those TLDRs, but we're listening. So TLDL, too long, don't listen. Do, all right. I'm not going to tell the short story because it's just too fun. All right. So let's go back to December, 2003. All right. I'd been in Florida for about a year and a half. I came down in July and this is December. So we're almost on a year and a half in Florida. I met my husband, like my third week here. We started dating. It was great. Um, and then, you know, he, he was traveling to Baltimore two weeks on, two weeks off, and I was um, taking care of his cats when he was gone. And so like that was going to go through May of 2004. So he was here two weeks, Baltimore two weeks. And, you know, we were, he flew me up a few times. He He's so sweet. He, he would um, get the free breakfast at the hotel and then grab peanut butter and jelly and bread and bananas. And that would be enough for his lunch. So he didn't have to pay lunch. So he could use his per diem on like a quick McDonald's meal and then save the rest. Yeah. And so he saved all the per diem to fly me up there several times. And wow. so I got to, it was very, we went to Annapolis. We had all these romantic nights. It was, you know, an Annapolis, the Italo, little Italy area. I think it's a little Italy area. I don't know. We went to an Italian restaurant. So it's just beautiful. And 
And so by Christmas, I was like, all right, it's been like a year and a half. You know, you start to wonder if, you know, they're, they're in it forever, especially if you're all in. Right. And so I invited him to come home for Christmas with me up to Massachusetts. And, you know, he, he was like, all right. He's like, yeah, I'd love to. Now he'd never been away for Christmas. He'd never been away from his mom on his birthday, which is two days after Christmas. So okay. I knew this was a big deal for him to just, cause the year before, you know, I had gone up there, he'd stayed in Florida um, and we missed each other terribly, but he, he came and, you know, I had a blast showing him all my favorite places. Um, he went to all the family things with me. Everybody met him. Everybody loved him. And, you know, everyone has a relative or two that's like, all right, so it's been a year and a half. Do you have any plans of getting married? And he's just like, no, uh, why would I do that? Oh this my is perfect gosh. the way it is. He's like, you know, why would I, why would I change Why would I ruin this? a good thing? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so after hearing that for like three days, I was just like, oh my gosh. Right. So Christmas day, he laid it on really thick. And the next, the next day, the day after Christmas, uh, we were driving up to New Hampshire. We were going to stay at this place in Jackson that I stayed at as a kid called Nordic village. And around the corner from there is the most magical place called Nestle Nook Farm. I mean, you can imagine it's Nestle called Nestle Nook, Nook Farm. Farm. Oh my god! Like it is right out of a Courier and Ives painting. You know, you've got the frozen little pond. You've got the bridge that's lit up going over the pond. Little, you know, it's sounds like a home. All these movie. Victorian buildings. I, if they haven't filmed there, I don't know why because it's perfect. It is the most magical place. They have sleigh rides. They have fire pits where you can roast marshmallows. They have all these things. And so I was really looking forward to that. And we were, I think we were going to go skiing. I think that was back in the day when we skied. We stopped, we, we gave up skiing after we fell too much and it hurt us too much. But I think I we were still you. skiing at that point. Um, yeah, I think we went to Cranmore, actually, Cranberry, the Cranberry Mountain in North Conway. Anyway, North Conway, go there if you haven't been there, go there. Um, so we were driving up to New Hampshire on the day after Christmas and we were going to stay for a couple of days. But Christmas Day, you know, we're at my grandmother's, my grandparents' house. Um, it was just awesome. The entire family was like, but you know, and my aunt Linda was pushing him. She's like, come on. Like, really? I was trying not to listen. She's like, she's like, really? You know, you, you don't, you know, know how wonderful she is, whatever, blah, 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 you know? And he's like, no, he's like, why would, like you said, why would I ruin a good thing? He had some other comments that were really funny too, but in retrospect. I don't want to say those. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I was just like, so that night I went to bed and I just cried and I'm like, how am I going to break up with this guy? Yeah. I was like, I just, ah. if there's no future here, you know, I have dreams. I want kids. I want, you know, I want all of the things. And yeah. if he just him. wants me and not all of the things, that's kind of selfish, but whatever. So I'm like, all right, I have to stay with him until at least May because I have to take care of his cats because I can't break that promise. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, how and when am I going to break up with this guy? And I just... I hardly slept and I just cried like all night. Like, Aww. I don't want, I don't want to break up with him, but like, I can't, I, if he doesn't see anything past what we have now, then, then, you know, what, what do you do? Right. Yeah. So we drove up to New Hampshire the next day. It was the most quietest drive ever. Like he was, he, he tells me now he's like, that was the most uncomfortable, awkward silence in my entire life. Like he's like, <laughs> I, he's like, but, but he knew, he, he knew that it wouldn't last very long. So he was fine with it. He actually thought it was kind of funny. Um, and you're all in so, your head about. Yeah. All yeah. The and stuff I think, that you've been thinking about. I yeah. think that was the trip he drove in the blizzard too. So that's another side funny story about. So we finally get there, you know, and 
and we're we're staying in this uh, condominium in, at Nordic Village, and we've got a bottom unit. And right outside the window, or the sliding glass doors, is is um, a gazebo, like a wooden gazebo on the side of the mountain. Like we're on a mountain, like it's okay. gorgeous out there, and it's almost dark because you know it's four o'clock in New England, and it's always right. it gets when it gets dark. Um, so he's like, let's just go out to the gazebo first before it gets dark, and I'm like. No, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to. He's like, come on, let's go out to the gazebo. He's like, like I don't want to. He's like, it's cold, it's dark, whatever, ah. I'm hungry. He's like, not, please, not happy with you just right for now. me, just for a minute. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't this angry. But now that I tell the story, I get more and more embellished. But um, I ended up going out there and I look out to the mountain. I'm holding on to the side of the gazebo. And I'm like, fine, we've seen it. Can We're we go here. in now? Yeah. And and I hear him say, I'd rather do this. And I'm like, what? I turn around and the guy's on one knee holding up a ring. Oh my goodness. And I was like, I just screamed. I was like, oh my God. Like, first I'm mad, right? Oh my God. And I'm then I'm like, I'm like surprised. And then I'm thinking, he's been planning this the whole time. He's been messing with me and my family. Oh my God. I just kept, I don't, I never said yes, Becky. I never said yes. I just kept saying, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I think he deserved you not him. to say yes. <laughs> I know. Right. And then I fell on him and he's like, at some point he's like, are you going to put it on? <laughs> like, oh, I was like, yeah, here you put it on. It was, oh my gosh. So what a fun story. Yeah. Well, he had planned to do it on the sleigh ride that night at Nestle Nook farm. But once he got there, he couldn't wait any longer. And he felt bad because I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to wait any longer. I, I guess he thought I wasn't going to go to Nestle McFarm either. So right. I don't know. So he was, yeah. He was, so yeah. So that's my favorite Christmas. Movie. I like that. And, yeah. So we are here <laughs> to talk about some of your holiday books. Yes. I and have I, a lot. You do have a lot. And I, um, I look forward to hearing all about all of them. So what book do you want to, or what books do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about Small Town Christmas because this is the Christmas book of Christmas books. It has almost all of my Christmas writings in it. Um, it's got a full novel, Christmas on Ice, which is the fan favorite of the Palmer City Voltage Hockey Series. Nice. Um, it is just that book. Everybody loves it. It's a story about a single mom and this hockey player who has a crush on her and her daughter. Well, he doesn't have a crush on her daughter. That's kind of creepy, but he just loves little Riley and little Riley is a scene stealer. I mean, she is just, she's hilarious. She is not very loosely based on my own daughter who <laughs> likes to princess dolls and all kinds of other things in the tree and likes to beautify things, you know, and Riley is no different. So she has her own unique way of decorating the Christmas tree. And, um, she wants to do a lot of things for herself, you know, including things that she maybe she's not ready for. And yeah, that yeah. puts Trask into a couple of awkward positions, like when she has to go to the bathroom on the train and her mom isn't there. And it's just really <laughs> funny. And if you've ever had a four-year-old, um, you, you can understand. So Riley steals the show. And um, Cammie's big thing is she wants to go home for Christmas. She's in Colorado. Her family's in outside Charleston and her car breaks down she needs to use all her savings for repair and she just and she can't lose the work time you know she's going for her doctorate and school is closed and um but she's you know waiting tables and bartending and she needs those tips to, to right. pay her bills and so Trask comes up with a solution 
um, to help them both. And I just, I love that he's not in a manipulative kind of way, um, but during the course of that solution, she gets to know him a little better and she realizes how wonderful he really is and how awesome he really is. And nice. it's just a really sweet story. Ah, and that yeah. is book number three in the two. Palmer's book number book two. Number two. Okay. Yeah. The and- Palmer City Voltage series has four books and two side stories plus a short story that's in another book. So it's okay. really confusing with the order, but technically it's book number two, even though it was the third one I wrote. Okay. And they are standalones, even though they're yes. part of the series. So Correct. if you start with book number two or book number three, it's okay. Oh yeah, definitely. A lot of it'll make, it'll just make two. you want to go back and read the other ones. So yeah, especially yeah. this time of year, it's a, yes. and it's yes. a fun, fun place to start in that series. It, it really is. And I write them that way. So you can read them out of order. If you read them in order, um, you get to catch up with the secondary characters, which is always fun. So yeah. Small Town Christmas, the first book mm-hmm. in there is Christmas on Ice. Yes. And so what else is in this one? All right. So after that is Sparks on the Ice, which um, it was a newsletter um, subscriber bonus. Um, it's just a short story. There is um, a novella, Melting the Ice, which is book 2.5. And that is Gemma and Xander. And Gemma's a single mom and, Je- and Xander is the coach. Well, Gemma's son is on Xander's team. And so this is his story. This is Noel's story with um, with a girl named Gabby. And they are, they're, they're older teenagers. Um, and there's a Christmas auction. And so they're at the, at the Plex for the Voltage Charity Christmas auction. And Gabby and Noel have become friends in the gym. This place is a lot like RDV Sportsplex. So there's a gym there. There's all kinds of, they, they, they've met each other. They've got a little crush on each other. They've become gym partners, um, but no one has made the move to ask the other out yet. And so Gabby sees this Christmas auction as the perfect opportunity, no pressure to see if there's anything else there. And also to see how he is out of the gym and off the ice because she's never seen him out of his element before and so um that's a fun little story i wrote it last christmas just for my for my reader group and newsletter subscribers and now it's now it's part of this collection too oh fun and that one's called sparks on ice sparks on the ice yep and does that have some of the uh that's part of the uh palmer city it is yes okay Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And there's also a recipe in there for Noel's mom's uh, poutine, which is a Canadian That's delicious a gravy thing, dish. right? Like it is. You, it is. So I thought it was uh, like marshmallows and maple syrup from the pictures, and but until you actually try it, and <laughs> unfortunately, that it's, it's not. Yeah. That it's gravy and cheese curds. You're okay, like, yeah, maybe. But it's so popular in Canada, and they're from Canada, and um, yeah, over fries. It's a, it's a big thing. It's a, it's a thing phenomena. I think I would rather have it with maple syrup and marshmallows, but Hey, cheese curds Indeed. and gravy, you know? It's, yeah. Whatever works for you. Sounds good. Christmas at Moon Mist Manor is my cat's Paco Christmas book. It is the only Christmas piece that is not in this book because I don't have the rights to it. Okay. Um, when I get those rights back, maybe, maybe not. I'll put it in here. I'm not sure. But um, it, for now, it's part of the Cat's Paw Cove series. And I love that series. And it's the first book in that series. So it'd be weird if that was not in there and the other two were. So anyway, but the bonus epilogue from that book, it's not in the book. It's in this book. It's in Small Town Christmas. Okay. And what's really cool is that it starts out um, with Laney and Matt journeying up to Crane's Cove for Christmas. On the way, they stop in Savannah. 
to see Mima. Now, okay. the next story in Small Town Christmas, are you following, is A Home for Christmas, which is Lenny and Matt, and is at, they are in um, Savannah visiting Mima. Baby Paisley has just been born. Okay, yeah. And Mima is holding baby Paisley, and she starts to tell her the story of another baby and another Christmas uh, when she met her husband. And um, the baby part comes later when the surprise relative shows up. It, it's just all of it is weaved together. I weave everything together. So we get Mima's story when she was Daisy May Ellis in 1948. And she has met um, this fine gentleman in the square outside of her house after chasing a runaway turkey. And this story was so fun to write because I wrote it with six of my VIP readers. I said, you oh, all fun. have been begging for a Mima story. Here it is. Uh, this is what I'm thinking. 1948 Savannah. And they were like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. And make sure of this and make sure of that. And so it's a fun. really funny story. And it, it was way longer than I intended it. To. It was going to be a short story. And now it's more like it's it's a big novel. Well, not novel, novel. It's a big novella. Um, so it's there's a lot of meat to it. That's and fun. then it ends yeah. and, you know, Daisy May is 80 something now and she's holding the baby and then the surprise, surprise guest. And it's, it's very fun. Aww. So that's in there. And then the fisherman nutcracker is mm. in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a fun one. If you've read the Cranes Cove series, you've met old man Weatherby and the three M girls who work in the barn at the Cliff Walk Resort. And, um, and one of the M girls' moms is Tracy Walker, and she's just amazing. But anyway, her daughter and her daughter's two friends um, are clearing out stuff for they're, – they're unpacking boxes that have been donated, and they discover this nutcracker that's themed as, like, a fisherman. Okay. And all of a sudden, the eyes start glowing, and they're like, are we making this up? So it turns out the nutcracker belongs to Old Man Weatherby, and there's a little supernatural side to it. It's just really fun. That sounds um, like fun. Yep, and my daughter and one of her friends helped me uh, write the story because I was oh, like, fun. I'm going to make this exciting for kids. Like, I, you know, it's not just for the grown-ups read my story. Like, how can this be exciting for kids? And they were like, well, do this, do that, and don't be boring. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> right? So that one that one, and the Cotton Candy Keeper, that's another book. That one's not in the in the compilation because that's a false story. But those were those were written with the help of fifth and sixth graders. And so oh, they are, can be read by fifth and sixth graders and hopefully entertaining so so we've yeah. got christmas on ice which is mm -hmm. a full no full novel we've yep. got sparks on ice which is a novella we've Short got story. okay and then we've got um home for christmas yep we've got the nutcracker fisherman yep fisherman nutcracker yep fisherman nutcracker and mm -hmm. then what was the other one uh, Paisley's first Christmas, the bonus okay. blog. And there's one more thing. I oh. have new content. If you've read everything I've got, you can still get this book because A Night in the Garden is the last story in this book. And that is my fourth Will Donovan uh, ghost story mystery. Um, so if you've read A Night at the Inn, at the Lizzie Borden Inn, A Night yeah. in the Passage, A Night in the Cabin, this is A Night in the Garden. And the subtitle is A Crane's Cove Engagement. So this one actually takes place between. Um, Passage and Cabin. Passage takes place on Halloween, Cabin in January. So we're in December here, December 16th, and it is Will and Emma's engagement party. And they're having it at this gorgeous, like the grounds of this gorgeous mansion, Old House in Cranes Cove. And the gardens are famous four seasons of the year. Um, and 
the date became available and you know sadie will's mom jumped on it and so and molly molly crane is planning it it's an amazing it's an amazing little event but being will and that sixth sense that he has he senses something is off so he's like hey emma come take a walk with me and they discover that the garden is not uh all that it seems there is much more hiding in the beds than mm-hmm. just the flowers interesting yes and so, so that that's one's called a night in the garden a night in the garden okay yeah. mm-hmm. that's fun and that's a short story as well that's a short story yes. okay fun yep. and yep. you had told me that there's so there's some recipes in this as well yep three recipes mm-hmm. and a crossword puzzle or a puzzle yes there's a cranes cove crossword puzzle there is a cat's paw cove Moomis manor word search um there's a palmer city voltage coloring page awesome and even if you get the ebook um there's a link there to my website to, to where you can print these out print the bonuses so, that's awesome yeah. yeah what a great book and so this nice. is available in on kendall yep it's is an it... ebook. It's available Kindle Unlimited. Okay. And the paperback got approved today. So Yay. okay. I'm so excited about that. It we had a little hang up with the ISBN. Um, but it's been smoothed out and it's available now. And I'm so excited. And it is it's a thick book. It's I'm calling it a box set because I like I I, I like that word better than anthology. I think an anthology is it's more it, it gives the it gives the idea that it's more varied or that there's multiple authors. So I'm calling it a box set collection. Okay. Um, even though it's not as long as your typical box sets, it's a, um, probably almost 400 pages printed. So it's That's pretty awesome. thick. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, I like, I like box set collection. Well, cool. So anthology. So, so small town Christmas is yeah. available on Kendall. So go grab that now. Um, that's awesome. Had good stuff in there and more than just Thanks. a book, which is pretty cool. Yes. So a lot more. I love those little, the books at Christmas or any time of the year that come with like little extras, you know, me too. The Babysitter's club used to do that. They would have maps. They would have like, you know, like flyers, like all kinds of just extra stuff. And I just, I like that break in between stories or chapters or at the end of the book and then get like this reward. It's like test your yeah. knowledge or whatever. So as a reader, I like that. Um, I had a couple people say, you want us to write in the book? And I was like, mm-hmm. well, after the story ends, are you really writing in the book? Maybe. <laughs> so I was sure to, to add the link to my, to my freebies page. Everything is on the freebies page. You do need um, to sign up for the newsletter to get the password. She has um, good when- newsletters. So you need to be on there. Yeah, just to get the password. That's the only way I can. Now you need it. to be on there and you need to stay on there. <laughs> yes, there's such good stuff. Every it is. last I, day of the month, I give some book recommendations, a lot of free book recommendations. Um, the middle of the month is usually about me and what I'm doing. Um, holidays, um, I send stuff. And currently, currently, if you have got my newsletter or if you're in my reader group, I have a form open if you'd like a Christmas card from me. Um, and that form will close when it hits a hundred people. So nice. we're, we're up in the mid fifties right now. So there's still time. That's um, you can subscribe at carrieevelyn.com and, um, I'll leave it open until it hits a hundred. So, nice. and, and if it does hit a hundred and it's closed and you're hearing, you're listening to this later, 
Um, you can always just send me a message or an email. And if I have an extra, um, I'll send it to you. Or I, if anything, I could send you last year's. I have have a bunch of those left. (laughs) Awesome. How fun. I like that. So, so go to can't go to Amazon and grab small town Christmas by Carrie Evelyn. So what is your favorite Chris holiday book? All right. So I, I, I was prepared for this question and I'm glad you prepared me because I have so many favorites and a lot of them are just childhood favorites. But yeah. when I really thought about it and said, what book can I just not, you know, if I, if you took it away from me, I would be sad. And that is the Polar Express. Oh, that's because a good one. it is. And uh, they can't see my mug, but you see my mug, it says, believe. Oh, I so love that. I was sad when it became a movie because I was like, how do you make this a movie? And they did a great job. And they did SeaWorld do a good job. Got on and SeaWorld made it a thing. Aww. I'm so glad. But the theme behind the Polar Express is timeless. It's believe, believe in things you can't see. The message behind it is believing in what you can't see. I mean, isn't that what faith is? Isn't yeah. that we, we can't see Jesus. We can feel him. We know he's there. We That's know the right. spirit. We know the Holy Spirit is there. We know the spirit of Christmas is there, right? Like the spirit of Christmas is a, it's a real live living thing. And it just, it changes people. And yeah. it's, I just, That's I love that message. One of my favorite Christmas books, it's called The 13th Gift by Joanna Hust Smith. And mm-hmm. it's um, it kind of goes along with that theme of believing in things that you don't know that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's a family that um, the woman, her husband has passed away. And this is their first Christmas without him. Mm-hmm. And she's got three children. And on 12 days before Christmas, they start getting gifts one a day that mm-hmm. are left on their doorstep. And they don't know who they're from. And it's just simple things, yeah. Um, but it brings the family together in a completely different way. Amazing. It, it's just a beautiful I story. Love that. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. It's uh, it's one of my favorite stories, and it's just a reminder of there's things that you know, believing in things that beyond yourself mm-hmm. and the goodness of people. Yeah, not you know, people aren't always just out for something for themselves. Right. But there are people out there who are good, who just want the best. So many. Yeah. So, and especially yeah. at Christmas time and people who haven't been able to help others all year long, they, they do it at Christmas and yeah, it's all it takes and you can change someone's life. Someone's Christmas. That's what the can. holiday season's about. Yeah. yeah. So where can people connect with you, Carrie? Oh my gosh. Mostly on Facebook. I hang out on Facebook because I like it. Um, <laughs> my, my reader group, they get the best of me. They get, they, I have an assistant, uh, one of my best friends, Tanya, she's in there every day posting something. And then I go in there when I'm excited about something, or I want to see people or I'm like, look at this, or, you know, I do a Facebook live. Um, it's a little all over the place. Like we definitely don't really have a theme to it. Some authors theme their group, you know, this is a hockey fan group, or this is like, we're going to, you know, support each other and pray and do all these things. And other groups are like, I'm just going to post about, you know, a certain location. Like, like if I was just writing in Maine, I would post just Maine stuff. Right. Uh, We are all over the place and for a reason, because I want it to be fun and new and And different all the time. 
be doing a little um, countdown to New Year's with resolutions going on. You know, which which resolution are you going to break first? Kind of thing. <laughs> um, just just different things. There'll be uh, we'll be spotlighting um, a book a month next year. We're going to spotlight all the books in December. Cool. We do all kinds of fun things in there, but you yeah. want to also make sure you're on my newsletter list. So I just I need a way to connect with readers that is not through social media and the newsletter is the best way to do right. that. And so please get on my newsletter list and open it at least once every six months, because every six months I go in and I, I delete people who haven't been opening emails because I get charged for the service. Yeah. But there's always good stuff in my newsletter, including there is always like, good stuff in your you newsletter. Know, I this. agree. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I always love talking to you, Becky. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escapes podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and maybe would like some more Literary Escape book recommendations, then come check out the Literary Escape Society. We're a community of travelers who love books or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.